1: Learn more at marines.com.
0: This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This summer, when you're on the go, stay connected to what matters most with access to over 3 million Cox Wi Fi hotspots. Learn more at Cox.com. Ask Ashley the Podcast is sponsored by Cox. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
2: Old, shut
3: up. Belt just, number. F- do,
4: you, do you just buy them, or do you like actually? Are you actually a wrestler as well? who like wins them and stuff? Do you go yeah, to like you, little?
3: Mate, that's you should take up the wrestling. That, you yeah, actually, little. take take up wrestling, Cal. It
4: is, a, it, it, it is a thing though, isn't it? Like I used to work with a guy who was like this massive, like massive geezer, quite fat, and him and his sister did wrestling, like in, like proper English people. Right, yeah. they
2: wrestle each other. Then they wrestle each other?
4: I uh, I don't know. I mean, they were a bit of a weird family. I've seen that they were both wrestling. But like, I've seen it them- was uh, probably like the US wrestling. Like, with I've
3: seen an interesting them. movie where a brother and a sister start wrestling, and then it turns into something else.
2: Fighting What's with not- my family is the one about Paige, isn't it?
4: No, he means like porn. Me and my stepsister. Oh, you mean like. <laughs> Oh yeah, gosh. no, I don't think it's, I don't think. I mean,
3: I, I don't think that's legal. Anyway, we have started recording, so I'm not sure how much we should say uh, about, um, you know, incest. Nah. Yeah, yeah, stuff that's illegal. Um, is the yeah, sound yeah. of of inbreeding several generations of inbreeding. <laughs> Uh, it's episode fifty-six, I think, of the Fighting cop podcast, season eleven. It's eleven years, nearly twelve years have been going. What the fuck? Seriously, what the fuck? Um, and you in that, in that, yet? in that 12 Well, 12, am I bored yet? Yeah. Um, I just, I've got to be not bored with. I, I, I like talking, and I like the fact that I get to talk for a living. So that's I'm, I no issue with that. Um, but Tottenham and football can be trying at times. I think we're currently experiencing a, a moment where where football and Tottenham are a little bit trying. And I don't think it's necessarily just about Spurs. It's just about the kind of circus that surrounds Tottenham every time we draw or don't win, which is somewhat boring at the moment. Football didn't used to be like that. You kind of get a result, deal with it, move on. But... You, the bigger you become, the more significant you become, and the more, the more intricate uh, the ego of the person you employ to run your football club. More that comes with it is a um, is, is is like I say, the circus, and it can be boring because sometimes it's nice to just get on with your football. Anyway, we're joined by Mark Nesbit of. Uh, we, I'm not going to pronounce it because it's in, it's in Danish. But Mark okay. Nesbit is. It's not called the Hurdy Gurdy Podcast. It's what's it called, Mark?
4: Uh, it's it's called Lune a Whiteheart Danes.
3: Lovely, lovely. So so if you happen to speak Danish and don't already know of this Danish speaking podcast, then uh then go over there and, and listen to it. I sometimes listen to it as I go to bed. Uh and it's just like a, a just a nice sort of I don't want to say the Danish language is goggledy boot gook. It's okay. It's, honestly But it but sounds it, like it if you don't understand it.
4: It it does. I've so I've lived in this country for Coming up, seventeen years, and it, it's hard. It's hard. Like English, my first language now, and and listening back to my because I, I i try not to, but listening back to myself on the podcast and the others, it's it's a fucking mad language. It doesn't sound real. Like it doesn't yeah. sound like like normal. Yeah, like it doesn't sound like it's words and sounds that should be coming out of human beings.
3: <laughs> oh, are we like with Spanish, and uh you know, something you hear all the time, even if you don't know what what. What you don't understand, it, it's kind of familiar because you hear it in movies and well, you'd never hear Danish really. It's not except on some moody, some moody sort of se- murder series where a young girl goes missing and some cops have to find her and she's under a bridge after the eighth episode or something like that. Mm. That's the sort of time you only hear Scandinavian voices. But um anyway, and uh, we've got Cal. How you
2: doing, mate? Yeah, fine. I um, I actually had a phase of watch. I watched a couple of Danish movies, you know. One called Another Round, and one called The Hunt, and they both star Mads Mikkelsen. Who I've seen The Hunt. Was the, that was a good film. They're both film. good. Both really good. But I learned something today about Denmark and the Danish language. You know, um, I learned today that there's no, and I might be wrong, but this is I saw this online. There's no word for please in the Danish language, which I think is really fucking rude.
4: Yeah, it's fucking. Is rude. that was, right? Explain yourself, Mark.
2: What is your problem?
4: First of all, I'd like to apologise on behalf of of Denmark and yes. the Queen. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's it's um, yeah. I think you're right. We have so please is kind of. I mean, please does have sort of multiple meanings in English, obviously. But yeah, so we have a word for please as in pleasure, but we don't have a word for what I'm sure you mean, which is just can I have that please? Um, yeah, right. we 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 sort of weave it into the sentence, so we're still polite-ish but then again we're middle europeans or scandinavians or northern europeans so they're they're just a bit more rude a bit more sort of direct i've got
3: it now we're talking about and it's okay to talk about and you accept that i I, my experience with people from the netherlands upwards geographically yeah have been that they're quite blunt
4: yes Mm, that is because we're from cold countries we can't be fucking around with like (laughs) long sentences you have to get inside. (laughs) hope you're having a great week I'd like it, to discuss with you, no, it's just, fucking do this, I need it now, Because I cold. need to get, I'm going, I'm going to sit home. by the fire. Yeah. Plus yeah. they work like seven hour work weeks, you know, so it's kind of like everything's got to be done a bit more.
3: Go, I've got to go and kill a wolf for a jacket. I think, I yeah, think it's okay, okay to be eaten by foxes. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I think just they're, they're one of the, the last remaining groups of people that you can take the piss out of without fear of being cancelled, I think. But like no yeah. one really cares about no one no, one, no one's fighting the the, the the no one's fighting for the Scandinavians, and it's a shame. I think someone should be. You don't need it though. You're fucking working.
4: Well, I, I I fight for Hibernia.
3: You do so well. Let's let's I move on to let's move on to that because um some people who, who are patrons of the fighting cock and you can become one by going to patreon.com forward slash fighting cock. We know Mark's voice because he's been on many episodes recently during the preview podcast. We look towards the next game that Tottenham Hotspur play, and one of the conversations we've had is. His his constant battle with other Spurs fans about hoybier because what started off as a fantastic relationship has somewhat, I'd say, soured, but it's become tested, and not all down to Hoybier, I think. I think that he's been playing under challenging circumstances at times. But you, you are. I've noticed that there is an edge to you when you are talking about Hoybier rather than other players. I think mean, that's fair Mark.
4: Yeah, no, for sure. There is a bit of, there is a bit more sort of guile. Uh, in me when I when I talk about my <coughs> part part of it is obviously because he's he's Danish. I'm Danish. Dan, you know, Denmark is is a tiny little country, uh, less than six million people. So so we're all a bit proud, you know, like because there's fucking hardly any of us. Um, so we've got to, we've got to stick up for ourselves. Um, and especially you know because he's he's here in London and he's the first player. So so yeah, there's there's a lot of that. Um,
3: but also you, I, just, I mean, do you think? Well, is he being unfairly criticised, or are you too defensive of him? What's the truth?
4: Uh, I mean, bit of both, bit of both. So it's 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 interesting. So when when I go on 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 other I say other pods in plural, lol. um, Then (laughs) I I I definitely stand up for him more. But but actually, on the Danish podcast, I'm kind of I'm a little bit of the opposite um, and try and play devil's advocate with him (laughs) because. Fuck me, you get some rabid... I mean, every Danish Spurs fan is a huge Heubier fan. I, I think yeah. that's fair enough for me to say, and I hope I don't get cancelled on Danish Koi's Twitter for that. But but, um, <laughs> but there are sometimes some mad takes out there, so I try and be a little bit more measured there. But um, over here, is his reputation is a bit bit different, so that's why I kinda, I've got well, to stick up for
3: my Viking. Let's throw it to Cal then. So what's your opinion on, on Hojbjerg, Cal, at the moment?
2: I'm interested in Danish Koi's Twitter, you know, because Koi's Twitter is... Pretty bad, but Danish people are fucking rude and they're on Twitter <laughs> and they're talking about football. So I'm like really interested in that, but we should probably talk about uh Hoybier. Um it was interesting to me. He was dropped against Wolves at home. Um, and it was the first Premier League game I remember him getting dropped for in quite a while. We lost that game. Uh, and then he came back into the team and it seemed like when he came back into the team he came back with a bit of a point to prove it was like he was really fucked off that he got that he got dropped for that game um and i actually thought he was he had a really good run of games um i thought he was brilliant in the manchester city game for example um i thought he was really good in the leeds game i thought he was great in the everton game um i thought he had a really good run but then lately he's kind of gone off the boil again but that could be said about a lot of the players, because what's happening is Conte doesn't trust anybody other than the 11 that he picks, and now they all look burnt out, if I'm honest. Um, and so I don't blame hoi more than anybody else. I think he's had good games. I think he's had bad games, but so has everybody, you know. Uh, so I, he's not a special case for me, to be honest.
3: Okay, fair enough. Well, once we um, move on to uh, um, you know talking about Conte and the situation we find ourselves in, and what you believe and what you don't believe, and what you think the future holds for Tottenham and Conte, um, what what there are rumours and uh, about Ericsson's potential return to uh, to Spurs. Um, as a Dane, I'd imagine you're you quite like that. The storyline's fantastic, and you know it'd be, it'd be lovely to see him back, especially how well he's playing for Brentford and how well he was playing before. You know all that terrible stuff that happened to him in the at uh, Euro. So, um, yeah, how, how, what, what do you feel both as a Danish fan and a Spurs fan?
4: Yeah, I mean, there's there's huge amounts of of emotion, I suppose, uh, attached to that. So, yeah, I'd, I'd you know it'd be amazing to see him back in the Spurs shirt for a lot of reasons, um, sentimentally. Um, Logically, maybe there's a few things that need to happen and all that sort of stuff. But it'd be amazing to see him back. I mean, he's he's an amazing player, and I, I think he's 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 gonna if he does come back, he's gonna come back a slightly different player as well. He's learned a lot, um, played on a content inter. Um, he's grown as a grown as a man. He's a bit older now. He's thirty. Um, uh, so yeah, so you're gonna get all the good things that you got from him last time. I mean, you can see his performances for Brentford. He's he's one assist away from from. Uh, equaling Luchelsso's entire career with Spurs, that's how good he's been for, uh, since his return. But you've you've got extra positives added from him as well. So, so yeah, I, you know, I'd love it, but there's a few things that need to happen first, I think.
3: Yeah, and whether or not he'd actually want to come, I think a lot was made about you know how he went over to the Spurs fans after the game. But that, it was always going to do that because we spent what was called eight or nine years with Tottenham, and they, most of that was fucking fantastic. He was. You know, almost for a long time, unsung an unsung hero, and it actually got an unfair amount of stick when he when things didn't go that well for him. And then, as we found out after the fact, that you know he would he wanted to leave the club to do something new, and we blocked that for a season. And it seemed to coincide with his poor performance and the fact that 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 team was starting to flag a little bit under Pochettino. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, it was a lovely thing that he went over to Brentford fans, signed the, uh Tottenham fans, and signed, signed the um, shirt and whatnot. But I don't think it means that he's coming back to Tottenham. I did speak to a Brentford fan after the game and he was like, oh, he's definitely going back to you. But I don't think it's that at all. Um, so yeah, let's move on to Conte and the situation there because I don't know if you saw, but Fabrizio Romano, whether you like him or not, does seem, you know, he's pretty reliable, I think. And certainly when he's given information that's certainly not widely available. So there's one thing about re-reporting things that you've read and because of the, his twi- the size of his Twitter that you know he can do that and get away with it now because often his followers won't have seen any news until they've seen him tweet it. Um, but he tweeted a couple of hours ago that, he sh- that it must be made clear that any of these rumours that are circulating around Conte have absolutely not come from Antonio Conte or any of his team and that he's only focused on what's happening at Spurs. What do you make of that statement, Cal? Is it a case of no? there's no smoke without fire? Or is it just that it's so easy to report on Conte at Tottenham at the moment if you want clicks and traffic? It's just the easiest thing to do when things are not going well. By, by not going well, you mean a draw and a loss. What do you make of it?
2: Yeah, I, I think that's exactly it. I think we've drawn the game, lost the game. And some people want clicks. Spurs are a big club. Um, PSG may or may not get rid of Pochettino. Uh, and it's just an easy thing to get put together. To For me, it's lazy journalism. I think it's been pulled out the sky, I don't believe it, for a second. Um, we've, we still have every chance of getting into the Champions League next season. I think it's... Yeah, do you know what? He'd probably suit PSG, because they're all kind of... It's unlimited funds, and they're all kind of ready-to-order kind of footballers there. But... He seems absolutely fine at Tottenham. It's a great project. He's working with Paractici. Um I just think I just think it's lazy. I think it's lazy journalism. I just think it's someone's just pulled it out of the sky because we've lost a game and drew a game. I don't think there's any more to it than that, really. <coughs> and just on, Erics, uh, just on Ericsson, um, for me, it's interesting if he comes back to Spurs. It's different than being at Brentford. It's. There's no European football. The expectations aren't that great. And people are just going to be used to him playing football again. They're not going to not stick one on him in midfield. Um, You know, there was that, obviously, that famous clip of the Norwich player giving him a cuddle after after he thought he'd fouled him. Yeah. All all of that's going to go next season. People are like, right, you're back back now. Bosh, fucking have one of them up in the air. Um, It's going to be different for him, but. I'd I'd have him back all day long. He was brilliant. You're right, Flav. He was brilliant under Spurs, and he's actually one of the few players. One of the few players. Obviously, I know. I said this before the cardiac arrest. One of those players who got through the um, the regime at, at Pochettino and the, the beasting that he did with them in training sessions and in games, and he barely had any injuries. He barely had any injuries, and he's not. His career's not really been shortened by Pochettino. You think about guys like um, Vertonghen, Harry Winks, Kane with all the injuries, so many injuries, but Eric's was never injured um yeah so i'd love he, him though.
3: he's a great he, player he, but yeah sorry uh, well that's So on, on the Poch he, he consistently ran more kilometers per match than almost anybody and it was also i think when that came out it was a bit of a surprise because he kind of he was unassuming it's like it wasn't because he wasn't like sprinting and charging around and it wasn't explosive pace but it was a constant sort of metronomic pace that it was just there and he could cover so much ground that and, and and block passing lanes and 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 move into space and he just never seemed to get tired so yeah it was uh, we'll we'll see what happens with that um I, the, the reason why I think the the PSG stuff for Conte's is bollocks is that there's a couple of things there's the the rela- his relationship it might not be bollocks right but it, it doesn't seem like a great fit and I'm sure Conte's intelligent enough. Obviously he is. He understands football more than I'd ever can imagine. And he certainly understands the politics in football, given the fact that he falls out seemingly with every coach, every sorry, every owner or every director of football he ever works under. The idea of him leaving Tottenham, where he's got a, some, a great working relationship, you'd assume, with Perattici, because he was the one that brought him in. There seems to be no issues with Daniel Levy yet. One transfer window, you could argue, has been successful. A lot of work needs to be done. And, and this... this, this this summer, this, this season was always kind of like a pre-season to, to what could happen next. And it was only because of the improvements under, under uh, these players had under Conte that meant that we were even talking about Champions League football, let alone two games ago, absolute favourites to get it. That, that, that there's not much gone wrong that suggests that why he'd want to leave yet. Like, if he wants to leave now, given the progress that's been made, and we haven't really had an opportunity to properly strengthen, it, strengthen, strengthen the side, at, nor has he had a, a, a break in a period in time where he's been able to work with the players in the way that he'd want to in the pre season. Why f- give all that up to work under Leonardo and PSG, who, while they have an unlimited checkbook? If the rules didn't prevent him from doing that, he's not going to be be able to go in there and go. I want X, Y, and Z. He's got. He's going to have to deal with the immense talent that he's already already has there. Although, you know, they'll have to spend money replacing Mbappe when he inevitably leaves. But I don't. I don't see that there there, there being only any logic into him leaving Tottenham now unless there was a huge fallout with Daniel Levy or Perati. Then his position becomes untenable but if he's choosing that now and like I said according to Romano Fabrizio Romano that isn't the case if he's choosing that route he's really not the right person to be at the club if he's choosing to leave right now given the the steps forward the club's made under him then it's better in fact for him to go now and us to just get on with the next stage than, than sort of you know, plodding along with a, with a manager who's kind of looking elsewhere constantly. There's also the fact that these conversations are probably happening all the time. We spoke a little bit about this, didn't we, Mark? That yeah, yeah. These, these conversations are happening all the time. Like uh, Martin Yole apparently was talking to Newcastle for a long time. Whilst, while, while Pochettino had, was in job at Tottenham, we were talking to Jose Mourinho. So there's no honour amongst thieves, but it just feels like this one's a bit weird. So I don't, I don't necessarily feel it's that there's much in it.
4: No, it's, it's. I, I, I totally agree. I don't think it's. I think it's come out of the blue. But I think there's a lot of people out there that that could benefit from it. I mean, we know we know that PSG is a bin fire, um, and La Parisienne, who, who who broke the news to start with, is a Parisian newspaper. They've obviously got PSG's interests at heart. It, it serves PSG well because they can put some pressure on Zinedine Zidane, who I think are their... <coughs> Excuse me who I think are their actual target to say, oh, look, we've, you know, the, you know there's rumours about Conte. You better come here. You better do all those things that you've said to us in the background for the last six months or whatever, however long they've been talking to them. Um, they might, you know, they've got a little bit of a stick to beat him with on salary, transfer keys, all that sort of stuff. Um, it could also be to, you know, for for the players that are there, it kind of maybe settles them a little bit because everyone knows that Poch isn't going to be there next year. Um, so, yeah, it, it's there's a lot of people that benefit from this stuff. I mean, look... We, I don't think, like you and know, I said, Flav, I don't definitely don't think it's from Conte's camp. But even for Conte, it's it's potentially a, a, something that he could benefit from a little bit. In his, you know, I don't think he's going to say it to Levy. Oh, look, PSG are after me. But it's going to be in the back of everyone's minds when it gets to the summer uh, summer transfer window. So yeah, there's, there's a lot of people that benefit from these transfers with, from these transfer rumours without I think it, anyone it, having a direct yeah. ha, directly having to put it out there, having had put it out.
3: Yeah, and like you know, the the PSG job will always be available. If it's, it, there's no more certainty than any other job being available in Europe, big job, than PSG. Yeah. PSG's going to be available every year, pretty much, unless you've got someone who actually wins a Champions League. If you well, don't, if Zidane goes there and and, and doesn't win the Champions League, mm. then he's replaced. Let's look for the next guy that does. And Conte's track record in Europe is abysmal.
4: Yeah, it's fucking awful. It's awful. For how for how lauded a manager he is and, and how on a pedestal everyone puts him, and rightly so, absolutely, I get it, but he's very much a league manager, so I hope he underst- understands, you know, I, I, I mean, Conte whatsapps me all the time and asks me for advice, obviously, so <laughs> but I hope he, like, that that he's in that frame of mind, that, like, the, the, the French League is a fucking cakewalk and... and but then on the other hand, I'm like, well, he knows he can just go and win it all the time. He also just loves winning. He says that all the time. He wants to win. So is he, I mean, but then it's a bit early to just go and just have a, an easy life, isn't it? Um, you know, I don't yeah.
3: know. Um, just a quick one, because I know uh, Cal um, loathes this rumour and it's, gonna, it's never going to go away until he comes back. Um, but uh, this is your opportunity to be Callum. And uh, what, what do you think of um, Pochettino? Yeah, there are P- Pochettino coming back in the summer, Cal.
2: Um <laughs>
3: You're gonna give a T- nice reserved a reserved comment now,
2: aren't you? <laughs> T T always makes the point that he kinda wants Pochettino to come back. Not because he thinks he'll do any better, just just because we can stop this whole conversation about Pochettino coming back. Yeah. Like once he comes back, then he's come back and he can he can either succeed or fail. Eventually he'll fail because all managers do, unless yep. you're like fucking Sir Alex Ferguson. And then yep. that's it. We can kind of put it to bed. Um, for me, and, a, and I'm not saying this to be a prick, he's, a, he's done as a coach. He's <laughs> finished. And I'm not saying this. I am a prick. I know I'm a prick. And I do say <laughs> things sometimes to make myself laugh. And that is true. Right. Well, I'll genuinely mean this. He's finished as a coach. He, he had a run at Spurs. He did great. He got us to the final. And then it fucking fell apart. And then he's gone to PSG with fucking Lionel Messi, Neymar and Mbappe. And he's won the French League. I could win the French League with those three up front. I could. Uh, and well, he's I'm... just about scraped the French League. I he's agree finished. with you.
3: I, I agree with you there. Although... They may kind of look at you as they come in the dressing room and you with your wrestling belt over your shoulder and go, I'm not sure I'm gonna run for this guy. But the um but <laughs> But um I, I think that's a little bit unfair given the fact that his last job, his job before uh before PSG was ours, was Tottenham. You know, you maybe you just had a little sabbatical and then went into that job. Um, and there were mitigating circumstances to why Spurs were the way they were in the, 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 the latter part of his uh, tenure at Tottenham. And we don't know if that's how much of that was down to Levy and how much it was down to Pochettino's unwillingness to refresh the squad. But then, oh man, we've talked about it so many times. So um, I don't know. What what would you just add, add another sort of angle to it, Mark? What would you make of the idea that once Conte goes on to Pastures New, inevitably will um, the idea of Poch coming back?
4: I'm, I'm i'm I don't know, I'm quite torn, I think on one hand i'm um I think it might just be a season or two too early. I don't know if we've we've kind of a if the fans have gotten over it and they're all their emotions are gonna be all fucking mixed up but um, yeah, I think it might be just a little bit too early um if, if Conte leaves now after only having been for us with us for six months i mean the, the players' heads are gonna be spinning they're gonna be all over the shop um so, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not as um, I'm not as emotional about it as, as Cal is clearly, um, but fucking
2: winds me up. <laughs> <laughs> Proper winds me up how people simp for this fucking. Like I love Potsdam. Uh... I was gutted. I was gutted when he went. But do you know what? But you and hurt? Noticed, did he hurt you? I think he hurt. Do you know what? I, I never forgave him for openly flirting with the Man United job the way mm. he did. And that the press and I tw- and I tweeted about this at the time. This isn't me fucking putting the rose tinted glasses on. He, the press officer, had to deal with the questions because he wouldn't deal with the question. And then he was flirting with Real Madrid, and I just never forgave him for it. And I do genuinely believe he's finished as a manager. <laughs> Coaches have runs; they have a run, and then they don't have that run anymore, and they stop. There's there's freaks like fucking Clarp and Guardiola and Ferguson that can go for 10 15 20 years. But the game is littered with coaches that have a four or five year run and then they're done. That's Potch, he's done. Fat slob. The, right, I'm that's... done now.
3: <laughs> there is a um there, I agree with you that definitely about the managers that have 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 runs and and like you say that Europe is littered with managers that are, that have great reputations formed on the back of two, three or four seasons. And there are freaks in the game, like Klopp, like Mourinho, and like um, Pep Guardiola and uh, Alex Ferguson. But they they're kind of few and far between. Even even managers like Ancelotti and Gus Hiddink back in the day, you know, who just had every top job in in Europe. You kind of look at it, and they no none of those managers as impressive as their career has been, and how the, the length of it and how long they've done it for. They're not. They're not. They're not on the same level as Klopp, Pep, and and um, fuck and uh, uh, fucking another one, the one we, we just mentioned. I've forgotten Jose and all that. So um, okay. yeah, it, we'll, we'll, we'll see. But I don't think it'll be at the end of the world. I mean, I, the idea is I, I, what I'm longing for after the Conte. I and mean, what I really want is three or four years of Conte. Just to see what we can yes. do, because yeah. the longer it goes on, the longer he stays. Matt, Matt, the, the longer he stays as the Spurs manager, and if his contract gets extended, then these stories will start to disappear. I think, and and, and they'll just let us. The, the press will just let us get on with it. Um, but whether or not they will do that, as I understand it, eighteen months with an with an option to extend to two and a half years. Um, I, get, I don't know. how, We can't make him stay, obviously, but I, I'm sure that you know. If things go well in the summer and he has a good season with Spurs and we agree to sh- strengthen again, then I don't know. Who knows? We'll see.
4: Uh, part of what sorry, part of what brings all this stuff about though is Conte himself because he comes out and says stupid shit when he has a little when he when, when he when he gets his fingers in a twist and 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 then and so that the press are going to see that and go and the press are just stupid. They're just fucking sharks in a in a. You know, in the water, see a little bit of blood; they're going to head straight for it. So, yeah. well, he's all stupid. I think he... they
3: just—they just—they—they they, they, you know, they know how easy it is. Yeah. It's
4: yeah. just easy. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, yeah. I mean, absolutely. They, they, they just go for for the easy story all the time. That's going to get them click, clicks, and engagements. Um, and Conte is a an absolute engagement machine. Um, so, yeah, I don't know what my point was there, but but I think I think he's. I, I don't know if we're going to get. We're definitely not going to get three or four years. We we might get. I'm pretty certain we're going to get another year out of him and then if we're lucky we'll get another year after that because say what you want about Conte but he's a fucking good manager you just have to look at the amount of points that we've started getting since I know we've just had two terrible results and we had a yo-yo phase and all that you look at the amount of points we've started gaining since we got him on board it's it's just it's unbelievable so yeah definitely another another 12 months 18 months would be, would be great
3: yeah what, what do you do? what do you think Cal do you think that, that's what we'll we'll end up we is that is that is that how it's going to work out do you think
2: yeah i agree with mark i, I think i think we're going well, to we're going to go big dogs in the summer i think we're going to throw 100 million plus player sales at it uh champions league so. or not i think we're going to have a big dog season next year maybe win a trophy get in champions league and i i agree with you guys i think he'll sign an extension for a year and then we'll see what happens in that extra year and if he stays he stays he goes he goes but i, I have to agree with you guys if he if he goes in the summer, we can fuck off. He's a Wiggy cunt, and they don't want him there. But if if he, and then he'll be
3: done. He's done. A Wiggy, a Wiggy cunt. <laughs> that's, that's good. Um, can I just uh, this? We don't have to. Um, it's more of a statement from um, this guy called David Ellis on Twitter at Fullback03, um, and he. Um, He's just made the statement, it's not even a question, so I thought it was nice. pretty interesting. He said, "Needing, needed Conte, and Conte needs back in, but as with Mourinho, it is always about themselves, a feeling that we have to dance around the fire in delight as we're so lucky to have them at such a lowly club like Spurs, and the draining links to bigger and better things never stop. Boring. I think that sort of sums up a, a way a lot of, a lot of um, Spurs fans are feeling, and the idea that... Some stability might, um, you know, just having potched back means that I think everybody understands that this is that would be for the long haul, good or bad. except You know, something catastrophic and we'll ride that up and down. But something, some just being able to just follow your football club again and not have to deal with all this other shit. It's bad enough losing the game or drawing a game when we really need to win one and then having to... Then having to ride the fucking storm of media coverage, and and do you know what? No matter how, I mean, it's impossible for me because I have to look at the news and f- look at the stories, I've got to talk about them for Patreon stuff, and and just for this podcast, and and all the other t- you know football conversations I have to have during the week. So I can't escape it. But even as a even as a, a fan who doesn't have to look at Twitter and whatnot. You only have to go on there for five minutes. And if you've even tweeted about Spurs before, it throws up all kinds of sh- fucking recommended stuff in your face. So you can't escape the the, the 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 media circus around Tottenham. You can't. It's impossible. If you're using social media and if you're reading Sky Sports or whatever it might be, then you, you're going to have to absorb it. So it would just be nice to not, not have that. Um, just a quick one on, um, on Skip. He's out for the rest of the season um, a little bit worrying there because he's such a good player it's so important to us and he started the season so well he must be fucking gutted because he just he became one of our most important players and it was almost out of the blue no one expected him to start every game and play under two managers and Conte to talk about him the way he did and we're really excited about him you know, our win percentage with him in the side was 71% including the time when, um, when uh, Nuno Espirito Santo was our manager that included that run as well so you know that's how important he was, and then we had this situation where Conte was saying he's he's back, he's close to being back, and then it, it falls apart again. And now he's gone to America and had an operation on his on his um, groin yesterday morning, which ruled him out for the rest of the season. So um, I don't know, don't know how you feel about it. Will, will he come back? Will it be one of these players that had a, a great a great? Um, you know, you don't know the answers to these things, but just your feeling on it, Mark. What what, what do you? Will he be one of these players that just had all the talent but just couldn't get himself a fit?
4: Um, I hope not. I hope not. It, it looks a bit dire right now because he's he's out, he's been out for so long and well, obviously going to miss the rest of the season. So I hope that he comes back and is is as good as when he left us. Um, he's 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 twenty twenty one. He's he's so young still. Like so, he's he's still got loads left. Um, I know there's a lot of. There's a lot of gripe uh, about you know the amount of time he's been out and you know needing a surgery is, is never a great thing. That's why it takes so long before clubs sometimes resort to surgery. It's that it's literally the last resort. They don't want to do it. Um, there's only so many times you can you can have surgery for for, for one thing. So um, <coughs> yeah, I, I don't see why not. I don't see why he shouldn't come back and and, and be as as good as as uh, as when he left us. He's he's an incredible professional. Um, who loves the club and, and all the other things are there for him to come back and be as, as good as he was. It will literally only be, in my opinion, uh, anything physical uh, that, will, that will get in his way. So I, I don't think ev- everything else is, is right for him. He's got the right mentality, um, the right approach. Um, so it, it will just be whether his body will allow him to. But, you know, you, you saw him play for us, his application and, and the way he puts himself about the pitch. That's why it became so important so quickly. So, so yeah it's it's um yeah it's just it's just where he's he's kind of nurtured back in in a lot of ways I think it's I don't know I mean I know we could we could really do with him right now but he is very similar to Hoybier and Bentoncore as well so he's not going to massively change how our midfield looks I mean even 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 winks he's got a lot of similarities with so so even though we could use him as a as a bench option I'm going to get shot down for saying that but um you know, he wouldn't massively bring anything. So I think in a lot of ways, it's probably better that we just rested him and made sure that injury was properly sorted out before we, we rush him back. Um, there's there's nothing worse than bringing a player back too early and then they, they aggravate the injury and, and, and then need urgent surgery. Yeah,
3: there's, and, and and there's, you know, you, you think of, I know it's a different injury altogether, and probably his point makes no sense at all, but you think about Son's first season where he was out for ages and he had that injury of his... The, the tendon in his foot was just, which was supposed to be kind of career impacting rather than career ending, but something you'd have to manage. And you know, we'd never heard about that ever again. These he bats, practically apart from impact injuries, he's never been out the side, he's never had a I don't touch wood, actually have touch wood. Yeah, uh, he's never been outside, there's never, um, you know, no strains, no muscle injuries really. Just um, just that time he broke his arm, which you know, could happen to anybody. That's nothing to do about an injury prone. so yeah. Um anything to add there Kyle? I mean. Uh
2: yeah, it's I, I think they've made the right choice, you know, you don't want to rush him back, Do you know what? Go and get him in surgery, get him back for pre-season, off you go again. I think he'll be absolutely fine. I don't think it's a winks type situation with an ankle. Ankles are really really fragile things once you've done it, you've done it and that's kind of that. Um I think he'll be absolutely fine. Skip he he's kind of Skip's kind of this prime example about the squad that we have and it's kind of my concerns about how kind of Conte's managed it because um having him available to bring him in out for Hoybier or Bentancor would really really help the team and it just shows how few players Conte trusts uh, the, uh, right now and that hence why he wants to do so much in the summer And it's a shame that he's not been able to come back, but I I still think he's going to come back. I still think he's going to be great. I think he'll end up being a Spurs legend. And you're right, but you make a good point about Son. That was one of those injuries that was going on forever. Lamella had a really funny one as well for ages and ages, and he came back and, you know, he wasn't perfect, Lamella, but in his final season, I thought it was his best season at the club. So I think Skip will be be absolutely fine, no problem at all.
3: Yes, as as, as someone who's just consistently injured and then got it together. Lamella's a great example, uh, a fantastic example. Uh, We've got a question here from B Cole on Twitter. He says, what date have you, (laughs) what date do you have for the first leak from Kane's camp stating his intention to leave due to no Champions League football? I'm going two days before the North London Derby. It's, (laughs) It's stitched on. You know it. You know, and the amount of times we've had this conversation about why do they do it right now why is it just like in a minute like why is Jose Reno got to be fired fucking just before we go into a first cup final in years why why has Kane's camp come out and gone I'm not sure it's for me two days before North London Derby you can see it and it seems to only happen to Tottenham it's fucking bizarre don't know if you've got any any takes on that but just thought it was funny to read
2: I think it's going to happen on the day on the day yeah yeah yeah. Not on the pitch on the pitch yeah yeah. (laughs) Like Martin your half time.
3: On the pitch, he just runs up to Paul quit and, and takes the money. Goes, oh, by the way, I'm I'm leaving Sp- I'm leaving Spurs to go to fucking Part of no. Champions League. I need Champions League football. Oh no Um and that that'll be it. That'll be the end of uh, Harry Kane's time at Tottenham. There is this thing as well, like a a wider point here that that if Conte does leave then it's the start of the crumbling of that that sort of the 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 sort of it, it feels like Kane probably will end up going in the summer and Conte will, you know, if he goes. It just kind of feels like how that's going to be difficult. It, if it doesn't, it's going to be a very kind of just awkward situation which we don't need. We just want to go into a pre-season and be able to plan, buy our players, no circus, just get on with it. And if Conte's there, that gives us another season to plan because I think we all agree that at the end of next season, if 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 Conte is there, even then, Kane will probably, may, may go or sign a new contract. But he certainly... Certainly, it feels like the end of next season. If he is going to leave, it'll be then because one year left on his contract. And, yeah,
2: uh, I would just say about Kane and going. It's, yeah, you couldn't blame him, but where? Yeah, it's a great, sure it's, it's a great be. point. City are going to buy Harland. <laughs> yes, yeah. uh, if you believe what you read, that's pretty much done, and he's fucking seven years younger than that. Man United. Are a fucking shambles. They are shambles. It's not just a coach. It's the club. It's a shambles. Um, I saw Jamie Carragher said something about uh, Sancho uh, Bellingham and said, "If I was those two, I'd run a mile from Man United." Uh, yeah, it's uh,
4: Brighton the... Bellingham.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Thank you. Um, it's it's an abyss of talent. It's where talent goes to die. Man United. So Liverpool, just no, just not not a good fit. Chelsea, no, they don't have they don't have that financial power anymore. Where's he going? Yeah, it's it's a great point, and
4: even even that the games kind of. If, I know, Karen Benzema just put in an absolute world class performance the other the other night, right? But, unreal, but, isn't but Man. he's he's unreal. He's he's next level. Um, but yeah, you're, you're right that the game just isn't really centered around big sort of number nines anymore, uh, like it was. You know, Lukaku's just completely fallen off a cliff at Chelsea and I get I get it that Inter built the game around him blah 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 but yeah that the the market isn't for for big number nines uh, e- even with all the goals because you get goals from so many other places now with with the with the guardiolas and the klops who who both play without recognized number nines so yeah I, I actually uh, I've got the, the most depressing take on the whole thing is he's got 2 years left on his contract by the summer I think he might just run the contract down um and then I think I think by then, if you're like, again, I mean, this is going to ruin everyone's day, but I think by then United might have had their, they might have sorted their shit out. Ten Hag might have been there for two years and actually got them singing again. And then he might go there on, on a free transfer. But, uh, you know, you, you don't see that many huge, huge signings very recently, so. But you don't really see that many of them and Mbappe is going to go on a free um, just on so,
3: that. just on on that. Right. So, if if Kane, people might think you're losing Kane for free. That's unthinkable. Mm. It doesn't make financially that much difference if you, if he runs his contract down. Then and we lose him on a free. You're just paying his wages up until that point. If he signs a new contract. And uh, for a longer period. With an increased wage, you got to think about 350000 three hundred and fifty grand probably a week, mm. yeah. plus the gigantic signing on fee. It's yeah. actually going to cost more. It's going to cost Spurs more to, to to sign him to a new contract, and then potentially sell him in two or three years. It may. I think the numbers would probably be sort of comparable. Do you know what I mean? It's not. It isn't like losing him on a free on a massive contract or on a contract rather than the cost of signing him. It's not going to make it's not going to have a huge amount of impact. Like the, the, the really, in terms of business sense, if we could have got someone to pay £150 million for him now or, or, or last summer, not, just, not talking about foot, football, but just in the terms of business sense, that would have financially been the best thing for Tottenham. We'd have got the £150 million in, we'd have saved probably another, whatever it is, 30, 40 million in wages to the end of, the, end of his contract. It, that would have been the most sensible, business-minded thing to do, probably. Um, but it didn't happen, and so if he does run his contract, we get two more years out of him. And if he signs a new one, then we we build around him. So it's not really the end of end of the world either way.
2: I don't know. No, it's uh, just Right. Yeah. We 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 Tonya Harding him like the day the day his contract runs out. Right. We Tonya we Tonya Harding him. Someone time.
3: Does, does him uh, with a uh, crowbar. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Who, Mickey who has a squad? around yeah. the knee. Yeah, yeah, that's a good question, Mark. Actually, who would the squad be, who'd, with Tonya the who'd be
4: the one that who we would... pay, give a give a fifty fifty pound back pocket to? Can't who be any of ton... the starting eleven, although. Who would Tony
3: Harding? That. Who would who would Tony Hardin Kane in the squad?
4: I reckon get get Lamella back for like just a little he'd holiday do it. in, in he London. He loves Spurs he'd, that he'd much. He yeah. 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 yeah, he's coy. Yeah,
3: I, he might, do you know who came came ahead? More, I would do it. Lucas More, would do Spurs. Yeah, Um uh, in my head, it was Dane, Dane Scarlett, just because, you know, if Kane didn't be there, he'd probably played a bit more. furious of him. Mm. <laughs> um, it's on site. It's on site, yeah. It's on site. Uh, <laughs> Ro- Ronald, Ronald Angeria, or Angria. Ang- His surname's A N G E R E R. Angera. Angera? Angera. Ronald Angera, anyway, says, um, why is it that I can only accept... I cannot accept the things I cannot control when it comes to Tottenham Hotspur. Why can't he accept? I'd imagine what he's saying in every every other aspect of his of his life, he can kind of deal with the things that he can't control. It doesn't affect him. But with Spurs, and I think this is the case with all all football fans, is he can't. It's just the way it is. You got to, if you're getting into football and you're going to take as much from it. You know all the good times. That being impacted by the bad times is part of the course. You don't feel as good. My mate, but there's someone I know is a uh, West Ham fan, and he says, "I say, are you looking forward to the game at West Ham?" He goes, "I'm not planning it. There's nothing I can do. So, it what will be will be." And then when he wins, he's still like,
2: "Yes!"
3: And I was like, "I thought he didn't play in it. Don't matter. It's brilliant." And then he loses. I, go, I didn't play. It's not my fault. He's, he found. He's fucking. He sort of figured it out. He's he's found a zen. He's found this place of happiness. Where if things don't go away, he said, well, "What can I have done about it?" That is it, isn't it? It was like a front to me. Yeah, I, I, I think he's lying. Like, don't get me I wrong. Think, yeah,
4: that's that's a bit of a, it's a bit of a fraud. Person's out, isn't it? Well, not if he, not yeah. maybe
3: I've, I, I think actually, I think you two are lashing out.
4: Maybe your maybe. mates a fraud. Uh, happened, no, yeah. your mates
3: a fraud. Don't get. Don't Why have you got person, all these mates or... from
4: other clubs? Like I know. And you've got <laughs> loads of gooner mates as well, don't you? don't you? think?
3: I've got a lot yeah. of time for lead Judges. He <laughs> <laughs> <You> said. <laughs> I do, I do, I I obviously I do this I do this thing on um it's called uh, a show I do called actually fuck it give it a plug it's gonna help me in the future Uh, last fan standing on the bet Victor uh, YouTube page YouTube channel you can watch it every month every Tuesday we release a video at uh, at six o'clock where we talk about all kinds of things Uh, this week was who will make top four and because of doing work like that it's um you've naturally got to spend at least a significant proportion of your time, certainly more than you would want to, talking to fans of other football clubs. And what you realise is that after the initial sort of, Uh Spurs, Arsenal, like, most of the sane ones I've worked with, it only lasts a minute or two, and then you start talking to them as a normal human being, and actually you realise they're all they're all right. There's one or two I've worked with, I won't name, who are fucking mental, but uh, and they're Arsenal fans. But uh, other than that, it's... Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't say they're mates, but I can have a civil conversation with them. Is that if I justified your question there? If I answered your question, are you happy?
4: Good. Well, no, yeah, no, not
3: really. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I can only apologise.
4: No, I've I've actually got a, a good mate of mine who's a, who's a gooner, and we we just don't talk football. Um, See, that's that kind of it. our way of, of dealing with it. Um, we just don't. I mean, I lived with him for a while, and but we just we just don't talk football. We never talk football. We didn't watch our teams in the house at the same time. We just yeah, kept mate. that shit separate. And that really, I mean, he's a gooner as well, so it's a bit more, I guess. But but yeah, we just had to just draw a line on it. And we didn't even, it was just like an agreement. That was just the way. We never discussed it. We never sat down and went, well, we both think each other are cunts once a week. So, but um, but yeah, it was it's very mature of us now that I think back yeah, at it. Yeah, yeah. Cal, Cal what, do,
3: do you have many relationships with fans of other football clubs?
2: Um, on? Isn't your, what,
3: aren't your brothers like fans of other clubs?
2: Yeah, so like, um you got five. I, I have four brothers and two step brothers. Um, one of my brothers and one of my one of my step brothers don't like football at all, so that's right. that. Yeah. Uh, one of them's a Chelsea fan, but he's one of those Chelsea fans that will he won't watch the last sixteen game of the Champions League. But when Chelsea played Palace in the in the FA Cup, so we the other day, he had his fucking shirt on. Like, he's a bit of a casual. Um, then I've got my youngest brother. I've got my cousin's Man United. My youngest brother's Man United. My dad was Man United. Um, so, you're a lot of Man United fans. And back in the day, back in the 90s, and Spooky's made this point before, we didn't mind United because they stopped Arsenal winning things. 100%. But but now we're as good as or better than them. I fucking hate them. Yeah. And it actually really annoys me that they did the double over us this year because they're shit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, not really. No, I don't have any friends that are that are Chelsea fans or. Mm. or I find it know.
3: interesting. I find it interesting, like other like the Spurs fans, like the rivalries and who they hate, and I understand why people hate Chelsea, and, and I really get mm. it. But I've still, I know we've talked about this on the pod a lot, but when it's you hate you hate Chelsea except when they're playing Arsenal. That's for me. Like the amount of times I'm just grateful of other football clubs, even if we've got an, an established rival with them, for stopping Arsenal from doing shit. It's like I don't know. Like you're right. The Man United thing. We Spurs fans during a certain period should be so grateful to to United because without them, Arsenal would have fucking done un, un- untold stuff. Don't know. Mm. Mm-hmm. Anthony, sorry, go on, Mark, do you want to say?
4: Anything? No, no, you're right. We, you you give you give other teams a buy at certain times when it suits you, don't you? But but um, I mean, I like I f- I hate everyone hates Arsenal fans. That's a given. I fucking hate Chelsea almost as much i think uh, th- mm. uh, i'm they're just a nasty fan base though like and you know i'm a proper died in the wall lefty so uh, you know all their f- fucking fans are just they're just scum and and so <laughs> i'm i'm um, i'm definitely not I don't know when Chelsea Arsenal play. It's 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 one of the. It's almost as bad as the North London derby for me because you have to be. You're really engaged, but I really don't. I don't want to watch it. I don't want to get into it. I don't want to talk to any of my Chelsea Arsenal uh, mates about it or anything. I I hate that game too because it. You have to. You have to look at it. You have to worry about it. But but um, yeah, I'm very torn. Um, So yeah. So I don't uh, have. I mean, I don't have the Man United, Liverpool things that you do because I, I wasn't around for all that sort of stuff. So,
3: no, fair enough. I mean, not 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 Liverpool, but certainly definitely definitely Man United. Um, got a question here from Philip Brooks. He says, despite Lo Celso and then both being horrible, was it a wise decision to send them both on loan in January? Our options on the bench are hopelessly limited, and even though they've been underwhelming, they could at least have offered tactical options. If yeah, they did that. oh, they, yeah, they didn't, <laughs> and and. Y- You've got to sell players to bring or move their wages on to bring them, bring in new ones. And imagine,
2: yeah. I saw Mark shaking his head. Agree with Mark? No. They both had to go. They weren't offering anything at all. They've both been huge flops as transfers. Um, it was good. It was good to shift them on. Hundred percent. Fair enough.
3: <coughs> Glenn asks a question. He says, "Are top quality wing backs the key to our potential success?" Mark, let me. I'll hand you the floor here. I'll give you the floor. Just fucking dance yeah. with that question. But
4: <laughs> Well, the short answer is absolutely yeah, because you know Conte is still going to be here next season. We've established that. that that's I'm going to test him and tell him now. Um, so uh, we need much, much better wing backs. They are a huge problem for us right now. Um, we also need creativity in the midfield. I get that. Everyone's saying that we need that as well. But but Conte relies on width on the pitch. So much of his play, attacking play, comes from his wing backs and. They they are pivotal and they are just not the players we have. Good full-backs, not good uh, offensive wingbacks. Apart from so, that, he,
3: I won't have a word said well, about him yeah, anymore.
4: No, I know, but uh, I'm not being funny. Not six, months, six months ago, we were skinning dogerty as well, and, and he's, he found some form. and I, 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 don't I don't think I will not have I, a word I, said about him. No, I know, no, I, I know, I, I know. You, I loved, I I know you love, I know you love your that. Irish Cafu of of uh, my 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 other Danish hurdy gurdy. Uh, Podcaster Andreas, shout out Andreas Tao, um, is a huge Irish Kafu fan. So, so yes. yeah, no, I get it, I get it. He's good, but he, it, you know, he needs to perform at that level when he comes back as well, and then then brilliant. But he's on, he's only one player. Um, we we need so much more. We need we need another left wing back. and We need another right wing back. Um, yeah. I, I I actually don't think if everything comes through, I don't think neither Reggie or Emerson going to be here by by the end of the summer transfer window i think there's a very real possibility that both of them will go i mean if that's the
3: case and that's fair enough and uh, i wouldn't have any issue really with that so you know what what we bring in will be crucial obviously i'm not saying anything that's just an obvious thing to say but yeah i agree with what you're saying is that the that the wingbacks role is, is crucial to um to, to Conte's system we've seen how important it was for him at Chelsea and what he did with players that weren't designed to play there. I remember us all confused, that Victor Moses was being used as the right wing back until it kept fucking working. So, you know, it'd be interesting to see what happens and um and if we start buying players that uh, certainly attacking players, I'm not sure that they're, they're they're necessarily going to be playing in the position that people think they will play. And, uh, and and uh, well, we talked talked about Adama Traore being Triore being a, a right wing back if he was to sign, so something like that could be mental. Question here from Flynn: uh, Who would you rather receive medical care and attention from when injured? The actors who pretend doctors, and physios on shows like Holby City, or the actual Tottenham Hotspur medical team? And Ooh. Dave Scott followed that up. But I take Harold Shipman over the
2: Spurs medical team. <laughs> 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 I love I love this country's affection for paedophiles and serial killers. It's I think, is it affection? Those... I think I don't...
1: Yeah. <laughs> affection might be it's... wrong, wrong word
2: it's so unique to this country like i remember that thing that someone sent to an australian breakfast show say happy birthday to my mom and dad and it was fucking fred and rose west
3: yeah do, do you know what it is i, I don't mean it's an affection i just think they just slip into pop culture a little bit too
2: easily i think that's what it is i love it i love it it's so unique to this country and i love it so much um are. Um, our- yeah, I hate our medical staff. I was actually thinking about that earlier on in the pod. I was like, "Yeah, I want I want that guy sacked. That one that Mourinho hated on all or nothing." I was like, "Yeah, I want that guy gone." So yeah, I think I'd have the Holby City guys. Fair enough. Um, is it?
3: Is I mean, do we really have an issue with our medical team? Really? What? What? what where? Where do you I think know. that qu- question might come from, Mark? Because, it's, it's, well, it's been p- fine more or less, isn't it? Apart from Skip, obviously, it, it, it might so actually be nothing to
4: the whole thing is so fucking stupid because we we don't fuck like we don't know and number one we're not doctors number two we don't fucking know most things about what comes or what we think about from the club and you know it's just it it it, it yeah it pisses me off a little bit but honestly i i mean conte is part of the problem again him him digging him out in several press conferences in a row like oh you know they should come here, out here and answer these questions. Like, oh, f- mate, no, that's what the f- that's what the fuck you're getting paid big big cash for to sit there, and mm. and you know there's there's putting pressure on like we we spoke about this on a, on, a, on a pod actually I think Flav that there's there's senior people in an organisation putting pressure on the on the sort of on the chain below them by just kind of you know calling throwing them out a little bus, bit, yeah. throwing them under the bus politely without necessarily that there's you know one to one conversations having afterwards. I get that, and and that's fine. But we have to be a little bit careful because also it gives it gives us context to discuss and to kind of blame that isn't helpful to us as fans because it's just another fucking avenue that we can't do a dead end that we can't do anything about. Oh, it's the medical uh, team's fault. I mean, Skip has a has a long term injury. Tenganga needed surgery, and I get for a lot of people it doesn't you know, register in their heads why we need to wait so long. But there well, and, is a reason and, for
3: that. Yeah. And though he has an impact injury. So it's not, not none of those injuries right. are really down to the medical staff, I don't think. Uh,
4: I, uh, yeah. I don't fucking know. I mean, it's, it's like, well, it's, maybe they are, like we say. You could, but you could look at every, every major injury there's, there's, that there's been. Uh, I mean, yeah. I don't know. What uh, do you uh, think? Uh, that, go on. No, I was going to say, what do you
3: think about this idea? Just to change the tact somewhat. Should we recall Lo Celso? From Villarreal tonight, just to, just as payback for the poor performance he's had for with, with Spurs since he uh
4: Oh, to punish him! I like yeah, that.
3: Let's idea. punish Celso wow. by recalling mm. him, saying so we need him for the rest of the season. Sorry, sorry Which about is your Champions lame. League. Not playing. That'd be good. Yeah. That'd <laughs> be I mean, what we do with him is irrelevant. I'm just saying, camp, yeah, should we? Sure. Is, is it? Would that be
2: fair? <clears throat> no, I'd quite. Right. Fair I wouldn't be against. Let him play it. them. Yeah. <laughs> I would uh, do it if they knock Liverpool out of the Champions League and they get to the do final, it. then I'd then, then take record. It back. Ah, No final <laughs> for you, Wanka. Ah. <laughs> do it do it at half right. time. I've like, got a question.
4: As he's about to come on.
2: Go on. I've got a question. So earlier on today, there was all that discussion about Conte. And uh, Rome- I think what's the Romano? It's Romano, isn't it? The journalist, guy, the journalist guy, said uh, it's not, it's not Conte, and it's not his entourage. And it started making me think about his entourage and w- what is in his entourage. Who does he have in his entourage? Does he have someone to change his wigs for him? Does he have a chef? Does he have who does he have? So I actually wrote down a list of people that I would have in an entourage and I was just interested in what you guys, who you guys would want to have if you had an entourage two or three people Uh, do you want me to read my list and you pick who you want in your Yeah, go on. might get cancelled for one of them but who cares okay okay. bodyguard, standard a barber, so you get fresh trims all the time, beard trims all the time driver blunt roller, because Snoop Dogg has a blunt roller a chef or a waiter a uh, food taster, a general PA, a handyman. How many did you need? What, did, what was a handyman do? I've got three more. I've got three All more. right. <laughs> this one's my favourite one. Go on. Wait for this. Come on. He's, he's <laughs> a rat securer. <laughs> so when you go out to the club, he gets your birds. Personal
3: stylist. These are the words and again. Inter- I, as I have to say every time Cal comes on, I feel responsible somewhat because I'm giving him the platform. But uh, those are the words of Callum Rudge, not the
2: Flying cool <laughs> Personal stylist and interior design. Out of those, who would you want to have in your in your entourage?
3: I'm I'm a happy I'm, I'm soon to be a happily married man, so I, I definitely mm. no, don't need a, a a lady and and uh, yeah, I don't need that. I don't, I, say the I, real title, please. Say the no, title. no, I don't want to say. It. I don't want to say it. I've got a lot to lose. Um, the <laughs> I, uh, I, um, I I I I'd like someone to. Um, I like a barber. I'd like I'd like someone, a personal shopper, someone like that to fucking sort of actually shit Ooh, out. Um, chef sounds... what, food shopping, or clothes. Chef, surely. She, a, chef sounds a veggie, am- right? amazing. Yeah. yeah, just have someone to cook shit up for you. Mm. Um, I don't know. Really? Um, I, I, I don't see Conte as having an entourage. I think it's just taking his coaching side and his agent. I think that's what it, what it would right. be. I don't oh, think he's a weak... Fun. I don't think it's Peter. He's less fun. He is, less fun. <laughs> I don't really. Any, right. any of those
2: stand out to you, Mark? Any of those jobs stand out to you that you want? I know there's like, probably one you want. Huh? <laughs> there's <what laughs> probably the. <look. laughs> It's, on, it's the one, it's the
4: one you mentioned. Yeah, that, that, yeah, the one you mentioned. I can't, I can't say the word either. My missus in the next door room. Um, we, um, yeah, no, I'd, I'd love a driver. That'd be fucking banging, so nice. wouldn't it? Just come out, just mm. guy opens the door for you. Yeah, that's that's quite cool. Chef, yeah, but I mean, I want to keep some of my weekly salary for myself as well. If you're hiring ten, fifteen people, like, you're gonna be, you're gonna be skint. Plus, how many yeah. houses have you got it, with an interior designer? Are they just. They're, they're, they're turning up to spaces before you get there and they're designing them for you, laying out mm. everything feng shui.
2: Yeah, so that's a good point. Shui. Yeah, I was just thinking about someone like Conte. He's on 20 million a year. He can have an entourage of this size. I would have the bodyguard, but he'd have a hair-trigger temper. Like, he would love me, but anyone gets too close to mouth oh, and just Destroyed. pop kicks off. you think uh,
4: there's that that a rule, though, that they all have it... to have worse hair than him?
3: It reminds me a bit about Son, this conversation, obviously, because his entourage is effectively his dad. His dad still lives with him. It's a strange sort of mm. situation that Son li- finds himself in. And I wonder how desperate he is to just lead a normal life to some degree. Yeah. Did you see see that um, photo the other day of... Um, whose, whose birthday was it? it was... Delhi's Delhi. birthday. Yeah, and he's just yeah. turned up with... And the Spurs players are there, which sounds... Mm. I feel a bit... I'm starting to feel a little bit sorry for Delhi, But it's like his career is... And I know... I've been critical of him in the past, but I can be critical of him as a player, and you know, and, and yeah. not know what. But it seems, seems like things are sort of really not going well for him, and the the evidence stuff is so he's just he's non-existent. Like he's playing off it the was, bench, and
2: it was yeah. a really poor move, wasn't it? But it was the last day of the transfer window, and they came in, and they're in the Premier League, and Lampard's a big name, and they're a big club, and. He's gone, yeah, fuck it, I'm not playing at Spurs, I'll, I'll go to Everton. He actually, when he came on against Liverpool the other day, he, he, I was rooting for him, I was like, and he actually played quite well when he came on. And he was decent, You've yeah. got, You've got to be a pretty cold person to not have an affection for Delhi Alley. Like, mm-hmm. I think you've, as a Spurs fan, I mean, sorry. I think you've got to be pretty yeah. cold to not have an affection for him, and we all love Delhi, and he's my little nephew's favourite player even now. He loves Delhi. and so, um, yeah, even hopefully even he turns even it even around
4: it even as an England fan, though, you've got to have some affinity for uh, You've got to have some, uh, you know, some, I don't know. It's, yeah. it's not yeah, it's pity. A, That's not massive, the
3: right word. Yeah. Uh, a massive moments for England, did not
4: he? Huge. Mm. He was a fucking, he was, he was one of the, he was, you know, 90 million, you know, transfer value at one point. He was a, a regular starter for England. Um, you know, was part of that spy the, the Pochettino England spine. Um Massive player, massive talent back in the day. So, I think I think other players outside of Spurs have have affinities for him. And I, I the, the Everton move was very very ill advised. He's got some people around him that need fucking knocking out with a shovel and digging in the back garden, uh, dug down in the back garden
2: because oh, I'm going to get cancelled for rat secure and he's talking about murder. I just think that's a bad <laughs> order, you know. I don't but I don't uh, know my, what's worse, man.
4: Yeah.
2: my favourite moment for. For, for with Delhi was in the World Cup he scored in the World Cup quarter-final didn't he um, you know not many players do that he scored in the World Cup quarter-final um, against some rude rude team I can't remember who it was um, we've got a question finally
3: we'll end on this Steve Bunyan says no shots on target V Brentford is what I heard why don't block shots account we had three in quick succession stupid stats stupid stats it was mad uh, I don't want to end on a negative it's mad that um, it's mad that we 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 couldn't hit the target basically two games on the bounce and we absolutely fucking pilliot teams for for on the bounce of four or five just um it's coming back boys and girls keep the faith it's going to be all right it's we we were in an, a position we didn't think we'd be in six or seven well six months ago when Conte first joined it looked like a long long road we were in ninth but it it might as well have been 15th and we are moving in the right direction and a lot of what you hear around Spurs is, is nonsense and circus and, and we have quality players and those players just a couple of weeks ago were tearing it up. So keep the faith. Everything is okay. Everything is okay until it's not okay and at the moment it's okay. All right, We could get some big results starting with Leicester at the weekend. A win against them, a good win against them. Everyone will be feeling completely different. Like even if Arsenal beat uh, West Ham, and inevitably West Ham are going to roll over for them, but if they if they beat West Ham, even if they beat West Ham, if we get a good win against Leicester and mood's lifted and Conte starts spouting positive stuff again, everyone's going to feel very very different than they do right now. I can guarantee that. Well, I can guarantee that that will be the case if we win. If we lose, F- fucking all bets are off. <laughs> Mark, <laughs> thank you so much once again. I actually want to follow you. Mark at Mark. I don't know what his Twitter is. What is it?
4: Is uh, is at Mark Nesbitt, Nesbit N E S B I T Mark with the K.
3: Go and follow him. Talks a lot about football. Knows a lot about football. That's why he's on the pod. And um, obviously, if you're a, a Dane or can speak Danish, but don't happen to be from Denmark, and for some reason want to listen to Spurs spoken in Danish,
4: go listen to their podcast. Absolutely. Go find us on uh, any any major podcast app. I mean, we're only on two, so I don't know why I'm saying that. But yeah, (laughs) Apple and Spotify. (laughs) I haven't figured out how to do Google or the others. And ACAST is shutting down, so fuck those guys.
3: And Callum is... uh, What? Did you just say ACAST is
4: shutting down? Yeah. What do you mean? I read a rumor the other day, ACAST, they're they're stopping their service.
3: I fucking hope not. That would be catastrophic for me. Anyway, well, I'll look into it afterwards. Um, And uh, Callum has Below the Belt podcast... We're going to be recording one tomorrow about the Dillian White and, and uh, Tyson Fury fight, amongst other things. Isn't that
2: right? Callum? Two main topics for tomorrow Fury White, Conor Ben. Wonderful. Finn. That's all we're going to talk about. I want obviously. And Kano.
3: All right, and, and uh, yeah, thanks a lot. And thanks for downloading and coming spurs.
0: It's the fight in. It's the fight in.
2: Fightin'. It's the fight in Sports Social
0: Podcast Network, Sports Social 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 Podcast Network.